0: hey guys welcome to this show this edition of the once bitten podcast and this is with fractal encrypt and this is being rushed out on this um, auspicious day because this is the day that node number four the fractal encrypt node number four is being auctioned and today is the closing day of that auction so this is the final push the final word out to try and get this uh, in as many people's ears ...and their eyes on this amazing piece of work as possible. So make sure you go and check it out. Make sure you follow him as well, because as you'll learn in this podcast, there is a limited run of 10 of these notes. So he'll be working on number 5, which will be showcased at the conference in Miami. So we'll get into this show. And before we do that, of course, I need to uh, give a shout-out to the two show sponsors... That's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. They are a Bitcoin-only exchange in the UK. You can go there, start stacking some Sats. Use forward slash bitten. You'll save on commission. And if you're in the US, thank you guys for listening over there on that side of the pond. That's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. If you use forward slash bitten, you get a free 10 bucks. You can uh, kickstart your stacking journey. Both of these companies are Bitcoin-only. Both uh, of these companies have both been on the, uh, the show. You can go back and find interviews with Obi or with Corey from Swan or Jan from Swan or Brecky or Brady or Andy or Robert Breedlove. Uh, Swan are building quite the team. Uh, enjoy this show with Fractal Encrypt and take care, guys. See you after the show. Well... Fractal Encrypt, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show, man. Nice to meet you.
1: Absolutely, nice to meet you too, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we we wanted to do this um, because you, you got the big auction coming up, right, this weekend. Uh,
1: yeah, that is so exciting. Um, I'm I'm ex- I'm both excited and nervous for it. It's a it's a no reserve auction, so it's always a risk doing that. You know, something can go for much less than you would hope. Um, but there's also an op- uh, opportunity for it to go for higher than you would hope as well. So uh, it's kind of a gamble. We're throwing the dice. We'll see how it goes. Um, but the really cool thing is um, it's on a platform that's it's kind of in beta. You know, it's just being built out by like a little grassroots team of Bitcoiners. And, um, you know, they're developing all the functionality. It hasn't been fully released to um, a lot of artists, but there's a small group of artists that we're all working together with the team to build out this platform. And up until now, most of this kind of Bitcoin art or any kind of crypto art, I hesitate to say that in quotes, but any any of that has been happening on S. And uh, that's just not something that I've really wanted to do uh, recently. Um, when I first got into Bitcoin, uh, I definitely like went through a phase of shit coinery, uh, but I kind of feel like I've grown past that. And um, at this point, I really wanna do stuff that's Bitcoin focused coming from a first principles perspective. and um, I. I think this platform is something that finally allows that for artists and um, you know there's been things in the past like Counterparty um, that are really cool and there's things that are coming soon like RGB uh, also on lightning, Um, but this is super exciting to me. And
0: what's the name of the platform? So we make sure we send people there.
1: Oh, yeah, let's give them a huge shout out. So it's called scarce.city. So scarcity. Um, so that's the website scarce.city. And uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing team. And and uh, it's just a small group of, of really great people. And uh, they're doing amazing things. And I'm really happy to number one, be a part of it and to, you know, to to be allowed to, uh, you know, bring my art and kind of put it on this Bitcoin focus platform. I really like the Bitcoin only mindset. And that's where I am. And, and I'm really glad to be, uh, you know, invited to be a part of it.
0: Now, for the listeners that are wondering, what the hell are we talking about right now?
1: Let's <laughs> let's make sure everybody's yeah, back up.
0: everybody's up to speed. So, you are at Fractal Encrypt on Twitter, and yes. you have designed and built this incredible node. Uh, And it is a a functioning, working, moving piece of art from what I understand. And it made the cover of um, Knut's book, um, Independence Reimagined. It's an iconic picture for me in the Bitcoin space. Uh, I think it's absolutely incredible. So for those of you who haven't seen it, go and check out at fractal encrypt on Twitter and uh, look at some of the media. And now we're going to get into like you know, what inspired you to make this? How it all come together, and uh, a little bit of your background, so we can get to know a little bit about the person behind the the node. Uh, Absolutely. So let's let's start there. How does one sit around one day and and just dream this this project up? Like, you know, how did it even present itself to you?
1: Right. So that is definitely a good question and and I will be the first to admit it's not something that you just sit down over a day and and contemplate like at this point in my life like I've been working on this project for almost 20-ish months I would say. So like it's it's gone through several iterations, it's actually gone through some changes, you know, so it took a while to kind of dream up and um I would say it was 7 months of design work from the time when I thought of it to the time where I actually had the Um, The design map created I'm not talking about like actually laser cutting any wood or anything just the actual like design work done, and then to actually make the piece come alive, you know that took another month, and it, it's it's actually super fun because you know you're going first of all from thought to reality so first you just have this thought and you know you you want to create something and then you kind of bring the design into the world and that's just one step but then once you actually start laser cutting it now you actually have physical pieces that have now come into reality you can hold you can touch and then the way that i designed it it's actually just a bunch of pieces so it doesn't start to feel right and still I, actually have all the pieces put together so as i'm building it there's like a small sense of disharmony and once i have all the pieces laid out together like it starts to feel right to me all of a sudden so it it's it's a really neat experience to go through um as an artist just kind of creating it and and yeah let's back up a little so um i would say like how i got into the bitcoin space i guess we all have our own way in, but I've, I've always been an artist since I was little, I've done all, all kinds of art. And uh, in 2015, I had a guy reach out to me from Brazil, just some random stranger on the internet and asked, you know, will you accept Bitcoin for your art? And I was like, sure, you know, I'd heard of it. I, I knew what it was uh, as a currency. I didn't really know much more than that, but I said, you're gonna have to tell me how to like, accept it. So uh, he walked me through like creating a wallet. He sent me the Bitcoin, I sent him the art and quickly forgot about all that stuff. And then I'd say about a year later, a friend of mine said, hey, do you know where I can get some uh, Bitcoin? I want to buy some LSD on the dark market. And I was like, well, like, I actually have some Bitcoin. And then he said, oh, will you sell it to me? I was like, of course. Yeah, sure. It's like just sitting in this thing. So I, I go, I open it up. And like, I guess at the time when I got the Bitcoin, it was Like two hundred and seventy-five bucks each. So I had three point one Bitcoin in this wallet. And uh, my friend wanted three bitcoins. So I said, okay, I have these, I'll send them to you. Um I sent them over uh some bitcoin, the you know, the bitcoin, and then um then again I forgot about it. But the thing that I noticed was that it had gone from two hundred and seventy dollars to six hundred dollars. So I was like tripping out. I was like, Okay, this six hundred dollar art sale just turned into like eighteen hundred dollars. This is like fucking amazing you know like this is really crazy like i had no conception of of like why if someone gave me a dollar three years later it would still be a (laughs) dollar whereas like someone gave me a bitcoin and like a year later it's worth three times that so it you know nothing really clicked to me you know they say sometimes you have to touch touch something a couple times in your life before it like starts to click so okay i didn't really think too much about it and uh i think the next year 2017 that same guy called me back. He said, "Hey, you remember that ten bucks of Bitcoin you didn't want to sell me that point one uh, that I had sitting there?" Uh, he said, "You need to check your wallet because the Bitcoin's four thousand dollars right now." And I was like, "What? Like, uh, no, it's not." You know. So I went home. I looked. Sure enough, that like ten dollars had now turned into four hundred dollars. So now my six hundred dollar art sale has now become like twenty two hundred dollars. And I'm like, like no. I need to like sit down and look at this so I like I spent the next few months kind of like you know getting involved and looking at stuff and this is like peak shit coinery season so like I'm getting very diluted information and the stuff that's coming into me is not good quality and I'm totally falling for all of it like hey bitcoin is slow it's expensive it's you know it's the dinosaur in the room like you want all these other things so I was like oh man you know like I, I like had this like 0.1 Bitcoin and I like watched it go from $400 to $2,000. And like, I was like, man, this is like absolutely insane. Now the $600 art sales become like $4,000. Like, and so then I like took my whole like little Christmas bonus from work. And I put that all into Bitcoin and then I like started buying different shit coins and things like that. And I started doing Bitcoin art immediately because I was like doing art and I was always like, into what I was into. So I just, my my imagination was captured. And I just started kind of like iterating on Bitcoin art. Quickly, shortly thereafter, there started to become the possibility to do these NFT things on Ethereum. It was just kind of starting out and it totally captured my imagination. I thought it was really cool. It was like a neat way to monetize like digital art when in the past, like we didn't have that uh, ability. So I kind of lo- started looking at these platforms and I was making some art and putting tokens on them. and uh, like when I, it came time to do taxes at the end of the year, I started looking at at things and I realized like the account-based system of Ethereum was so horrible for privacy and the way that I had done certain things probably was like not proper. And that was my first glimpse into like, yo, there's something really weird here. So that was like, like 18, 2018, 2019, I think. So then as I was going into 2019, I started getting more and more skeptical about the Ethereum thing and started looking into it deeper. And it just seemed like such a broken thing. I started to pull back from that and i also noticed that the art that i was making was not the same level there is a difference between the bitcoin art and the ethereum art for me personally the stuff that i was producing was more like i would start on friday take some lsd make some weird stuff over the weekend on some computer software and post it by sunday you know and like somebody would buy it by monday and that was really cool i thought it was awesome but the quality of the art wasn't something that I was like, hey, this is an amazing thing that I did. It was more just like I'm learning new software and people are paying me to do that. Um, so I kind of thought that was interesting. But um, I think then Bitcoin Magazine released a uh, a hackathon where you could do design stuff and they wanted people to do a Bitcoin like commercial. So when I did that, it like was like, I don't know, it's just like a light went on in my head. I just stopped doing all the Ethereum stuff. And I just got into the Bitcoin thing, like in a quick 10 day thing, I like put my head down and I started doing stuff that I had never done before animation wise. And it was like a whole new level. Like everything I had learned over all those weekends, like doing this Ethereum art, I was like putting it together into something that I was super happy with. I, I thought it was really cool. It was something I, at a level I had never done before. So I was very proud of it. I didn't win anything in the hackathon. Um, I, I like, I did an audio and I think everybody thought my like the voice was too low or something, um, so they hated the audio. But I was happy with the animation. I was happy with the end product. It was really cool to me. Um, and I I went to the after that hackathon. You know, I went to the conference that they had, which was July of 2019. And I think that's where the seeds of this project all really started to form. You know, I saw a lot of talks there and I started to really think about the clock and calendar like nature of Bitcoin at a deep level. And I really started to see this like Mayan calendar thing kind of open up to me. And I I started some pencil sketches. I think everything for me starts in pencil. And uh, I brought that home from the conference and I, I just started working on it. So that's like July, 2019. I would say I didn't start to have like a finished map of what I actually wanted until uh, December of 2019. And that was like me working with every spare hour, every spare minute that I had, like as soon as I got off work, I'm like working hard on this. Like, I mean, it was like nonstop. I was staying up late trying to figure out what this is. Burning the midnight oil was definitely uh, what I was doing there. And uh, I basically got to the point where it's like, okay, I have the design, I haven't cut anything. And uh, I sent it to my buddy Crypto Graffiti and I said, hey like I've been working on this all this time I want your input and this guy's like really fucking good with art and he just keyed in on a couple of things he said hey maybe think about this maybe think about that and uh he said I don't want to change your art or change anything about that but I'm like wait no these are actually good ideas dude so <laughs> I was able to incorporate some of the things that he gave me and he also gave me some confidence like I, I like I don't know I said like I I really like think this is something different, something better than what I've done before. And he was like, no, man, just go out there and do your thing. This is amazing. And I, I think you're going to do good with this. I'm like, Okay. So I just spent like the next two weeks, just laser cutting everything, all the pieces. And like I said, just kind of laying them out and pieces. I hadn't actually assembled anything. Um, but by January 3rd of last year, 2020, I had, uh, I had everything cut and laid out and it was like there. And that's like Bitcoin Genesis day. So the day that you know the genesis block was mine was the day that this bitcoin full node sculpture was also like mined in essence so it's like it just felt very connected and and right so i posted that on my twitter and like the response i got from that was just out of control like i was not expecting that and uh you know like shortly thereafter they had uh the north american bitcoin conference which is uh close to me and uh geographically so i they um, I've, I've displayed their other years um, with different art, but this time I said, I'm just bringing this. Like, so, and they were like, yeah, they, I showed it to them, they said, of course, bring it out. So I, I brought it out and then, um, you know, I, I put like uh, my price tag on it. I wasn't really sure how I was gonna do. I listed it for one Bitcoin and then uh, just kind of like hope for the best. And, you know, over the event, like, you know, kind of was going on Twitter, things were happening there and uh one of the speakers at the event actually uh Harry yeah from Binary Financial he he actually bought the first one he just came up he said whoa this is amazing what do you want for it and i said a bitcoin he said i'll take it i was like really <laughs> okay <laughs> for real i that like i couldn't believe it at that point i was like blown away i was like okay this is fucking awesome so he bought that one i was like but can i at least like display it for the rest of the conference and he's like yeah yeah fine no problem you know and uh So that was great. So I got to display it for the rest of the conference. And from the Twitter post, a couple other people had contacted me and said they wanted one also. And this is one of the genius things of Crypto Graffiti. He told me to make a series of 10 of these. I had never done that before. I just like make one of something, that's it. And then I change it or do what I wanna do. But he said, no, make 10 of these. And I was like, really? I was like, okay. I'm like so thankful for that because that's given me a chance to really like grow as an artist. So when I made the first one, it comes at a certain level of experience and knowledge. Um, and then I made two more quickly thereafter because other people had purchased them. And um, at that point, I said, pause, like I said, OK, wait, I've made it a few times and I, now I want to like reimagine it. So now we're basically one year in it's like July of 2020 now. So. Um, I think as an artist, there's like a little blockage I have like to make anything the same. Even one through three, none of them are the same. Uh, Because the way that this is designed, it's made to be a fully working block explorer and a full node. So each one is kind of set to a different block height. So the first one was set to block height 600,000 to commemorate the mining of the eighteen millionth Bitcoin. But then two and three were set to block heights that were personally meaningful to the person that bought it. So it was like a block height at a a date and time that was meaningful to them. So that was like powerful to me in that way. Um, But that's certainly not the only change I make. I just, it's impossible for me to kind of do the same thing twice. So i make little tweaks. Um, But once I did the third one, I think I hit a wall where I said, you know what? I really wanna like totally change this. So I did some huge design iterations and that took another three or four months again, where it's like, I didn't have any design fully finished until about Christmas of 2020 and At that point, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start cutting. And it was just like magic again, you know, January 3rd, I'm finished with it. I'm like ready to present it. It's not assembled fully, but it's, uh, you know, I have all the pieces, I have them all laid out. So I posted it again and, you know, and I really felt like I grew a lot, you know, like in every little way, like kind of like the little changes meant a lot to me, even just the way that the wood was handled, like the actual wood, when it was raw wood, I learned how to finish it better. And like, kind of like, you know, do like clear coding on them myself, which really like expanded the types of wood I could use and things like that. So I don't know, I felt I grew a lot as an artist through this project. And I'm excited to see where the other six take me. Like, I'd like to do a fully mirrored version. Uh, you know, I got ideas. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredible
0: story. and <laughs> I can't stop looking at it. While whilst you're explaining it to me, I, I've got one of your tweets up. And a oh, sweet nice. um, from from bitcoin magazine and there's a a quote from you the bitcoin full node sculpture is a cypherpunk chronometer designed to work as a fully functioning bitcoin full node and block explorer now for i'm not technically minded and sure i could never create a a piece of art like this so I, i can't understand how Technology and wood all comes together, <laughs> create this full node and um, Bitcoin uh, blockchain explorer, uh, explorer, excuse me. Uh, and am I right in thinking I've seen some of your videos? It moves, right? That, does it move? It does not move.
1: No, it doesn't move. Into place? It, no it doesn't move it's like it's like a static sculpture at this point however i have done some projection mapping Mm -hmm. onto it that creates like the illusion of movement and that's like kind of what i've been doing to illustrate like that functionality like so you can see if it mines a new block you can actually display all the new node stats with a projected light onto the node and then um you know you can highlight the actual relevant stones like hey what year is it what block height what you know what's the reward amount Um, but I think that's one of the fun things for people is the fact that it is wood and it is Bitcoin so you have like a very analog version that's way outside of what you would expect that's also like um, does it seem the design is made like I said it's something I've been working on for 20 months at this point it is made to be a fully functioning block explorer full node. So that is a project that I'm totally working on. And if Any of your listeners are programming minded. Um, I'm basically looking to map this all in SVG so that we can make it actually like a plugin for Bitcoin core so that you can actually use it as a block explorer. Um, there's no reason it can't be. It's just my programming skills are somewhat limited like i'm kind of all right with some i'm kind of technical as you could tell um, from the article but not enough so that i'm able to pull that off i do have a buddy that was working with me at the uh, bitcoin hackathon uh, last year that was the other thing it was like everything kind of happened at the right time like that bitcoin conference that happened in january of 2020 that would have never happened right now so i don't know i I do think things have aligned in the proper times and places for me um, i don't know i like The other thing is when I was making this art for all that seven months I wasn't tweeting my stuff I wasn't like publishing whereas when I was doing all that ethereum art earlier in the year I was like, every weekend I had a kind of like new animation that I was posting and it felt like okay cool and I was actually like selling those also so it was like I was bringing in income. Um, But, like, during this whole time I'm not you know I'm basically just. Working on this and to make it even harder, I'm seeing like all these people that I knew from that Ethereum scene, like selling stuff and things getting like bigger and bigger in that scene. And it's just like, am I doing the right thing? Like, I'm like spending all this time and work and like going a totally different direction in my life. Like, is this, you know, is this something that is right? And in the end, it's like, I have to make what's something that I want to make. You know, I want to make something that I feel is like important to be in the world. I don't care what other people think is important. So, It was very validating that other people liked what I like, but in the end of the the day, I just, you know, I make what I think is beautiful because I think the world needs, like, I like to make something that's missing from the world in that sense, you know, it's like not something that's already there, just slightly different, like, no, we're missing this, let's make it.
0: it's low time preference shit man i'm telling you like uh the the intricacies of <laughs> that the, there is so i mean again i'm looking at the picture whilst you're you're talking like the the merkle trees uh that, that you've got running around like uh, one of the rings uh you know incredible attention to detail
1: i definitely appreciate that and, and you know it's interesting because it, yeah, run it's into crazy how, how... <laughs> I was just gonna say i run into a wall with the level of the detail that the laser will allow me to do so it's like i like if i could go farther i probably would but like the, like i'm hitting technological and physical limitations to some degree
0: <laughs> do you have easter eggs hiding in here or is this oh, yes. all,
1: um you know you do okay uh, yeah i kind <laughs> of explain them in the article so I, it's not like i take my secrets to the grave here most most of it's all written out and explained but um for example there's a binary uh layer code where most people probably aren't going to take the time to decode it so I, I put it in there you know there's an important one in there that craig wright is a fraud so that one's like encoded forever in the full node sculpture there uh, i also have like everything uh in the world divided by 21 million that's like a new newt's phone home uh sorry if i'm butchering your name brother Um, that's one of his his uh amazingly dynamic one-liners and uh I have one more in there i guess i have to pull up the article myself to see what it is but yeah so there's definitely some encoded things um and, and that are obvious and then there's some things that i just put well there's a lot of things i put as a teaching thing but one of the things i put was the very first uh, bitcoin transaction ever so satoshi sent Hal finney uh 10 bitcoin in block 170 i was like the first transaction that ever happened so i kind of wanted to commemorate that so one of the rings has that but what it shows is the Uh, the payment from the Coinbase address that Satoshi mined and he's sending 50 BTC and it goes out to Hal's receive address but then there's also a change address that Satoshi gets the 40 uh, BTC back to which is a different address than that Coinbase address so a lot of people don't realize that function of how bitcoin works is that they're you know when you send bitcoin it doesn't go back to that same wallet address it usually will create a new address which is a change address which is actually just how money works in the real world like if you go to 7-eleven if you give a 50 dollars bill for a 10 dollars item you're not going to get the same bill back you're going to get change back so it's it's it works in that way but not a lot of people know it so there's a lot of teachable moments that i put in there uh, like the entire merkle tree ring is supposed to be like teachable moments, like each little tree has like a little thing underneath it. So there's three pillars, you know, the social, the technical, and the financial and under each of those categories, like there's little one, one liners or like one word things that are supposed to evoke a conversation. So if you're looking at this with your buddy, you know, like, hey, what is the legend of so- Satoshi? What is this? You know, what are Merkle trees? What's SHA-256? What's the ECDSA? You know, so each one of those is a conversation.
0: When, yeah, so much must be going on in your mind when, when you're putting this together and uh, it almost just uh, kind of almost happened naturally, I suppose. Um I'm sure like everybody else, you have the best ideas as you're dropping off to sleep or or in the shower. Um, <laughs> For and, sure. You know, have, you always got, have you always got a little notebook right next to you? It's like, yes, damn, shit. I got to get that in there. Otherwise, I'm going to forget.
1: Sometimes. Yeah, I definitely have some notebooks that are like right next to me right now, um, for sure, that are full of like those little sketches and and ideas. And and I would say 80 or 90% of those don't make it into anything production level. Um, Not because I don't want to or they're not worth it, but just because I haven't had time. So yeah, it's like, you know, there's probably a gold mine of just like little ideas sitting around in those little notebooks for sure. So, but you know, it's like I really feel like there's more to explore on this project. Like I said, I really want to develop that fully functional plug-in for Bitcoin Core. I think that would that that's the end game here. And then once you have that plugin, then um, you know, if anybody owns the sculpture, you'll be able to just point a projector at the sculpture and then just live, you know, display current block data on it. So that that's the end game for me. So I'm trying to stay focused while also exploring new stuff. Now, obviously, this is how you
0: um, earn a living. In uh, I know you you you've got a hard stop on this. You've got a, a day yeah. job, but probably a fiat job to go to go and uh, get to. Unfortunately, um, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> needs must uh, hopefully soon you'll sure. be able to move away from that uh what, what it takes you months and months and months of of putting this thing together how hard is it to part with
1: once <laughs> once you've put it up for sale um it's it's not hard to part with in the sense that um i'm always like i feel like a conduit in a sense like i kind of like get the idea or the flow from the universe and just send it along to wherever it's supposed to go. So I don't really mind, like, um, like, I think I've come to a point, I've I've like sold art for a long time. Um, So I've come to the place that, like, by letting one go, it lets me get to, it lets me get money to make the next one. Like, I'm the type of person that I don't like take profit and go to the store and buy stuff. I buy art supplies. So like each sale like helps me grow as an artist. So it's like, I just I just funnel, like I'm reinvesting in myself, I guess. So it's like, while the sending off the piece is a little hard, like number, one two and three I didn't have any of those for more than 24 hours like I made it it was out the door gone you know like it was crazy this one I've had in my possession for like a whole week which is amazing and then but I understand that like Saturday it's going to be sold and, and and this one's gone too my wife is not happy about all this she says we need one downstairs I hear you babe I'm I'm, I'm trying to work <laughs> <laughs> but like this is
0: um so, if this, do you mind telling us what did two and three sell for, or is that private uh, between you and the the buyers?
1: Oh uh, no, each one sold for one one BTC.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and what do you expect for this one now that that's going on auction on Saturday?
1: See, that's a great question. See, my wife's been asking me that, like, like, hey, what? like, because it's a no reserve auction, so it could go for, you know potentially one sat like that, which would be like not the most awesome, but really it doesn't, you know, like what, what I hope for, well, when the other one sold for one BTC, it was around 10 K. So it's like, if it gets 0.25 BTC in cents, that's like the same ballpark. So I'd be totally happy with that. Now, what I'm happy with versus what I'd hope for are different metrics. <laughs> like I certainly hope it will go higher. Like I'd be, you know, the one BTC, you know, and it's a weird thing. Like, Hey, you know, one BTC equals one BTC. We all say that all the time. It's like now, like I'm experiencing that where you do the same amount of work, but Bitcoin has increased in value. So the amount of Bitcoin that you can get has reduced. So it's like, you have to be happy, I think, to some some degree with whatever stacking you could do. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, this is the way that I'm able to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm hopeful, we'll see. I, I honestly have no idea. The auction format is very cool because it is a gamble in the sense that like, as an artist it's hard to price art it's just very very hard um so we'll see i like mm-hmm. the market to price it which i think is a very neat thing about auctions it's just like bitcoin like bitcoin is priced by the fair market it's like no one's there to like say hey you got to pay me this it's like the market says that so i think this is more bitcoiner so we'll we'll go with it <laughs> well will anyone oh, be able to see this in you. physical location
0: will will anybody be able to see it in a physical location
1: so this one probably not um no one will probably see this one in a physical location except for me my wife and whoever it gets to um however um it it is a series of 10 so the number five um i i hope well not i hope now i have a deadline deadlines are good for artists we have a bitcoin 2021 happening in miami now it's supposed to be june so my goal is to have number five um, created and done in time for that so anybody that goes to that conference hopefully will we'll be able to see it and really that that's the i think that's an amazing thing because when i got to bring it to that bitcoin conference in january of 2020 it was just so fun to see people like reaction to it live. So like that's something that I don't get on the Internet. Like maybe somebody likes it, maybe they don't. But you don't get to see their eyes and like their smile and, you know, the the vibe and what they say to their, you know, wife or husband. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's really neat for me as an artist to see what people think and to talk to people about it. Um, I think writing it out in that article that I did in Bitcoin magazine showed me why it's so difficult to explain it to people, because it took me 44 pages in a word file to <laughs> write all that out. So um, yeah, there's a lot
0: in there. Yeah, I'd love to see it one day. And uh, we were talking briefly before about the uh, Miami conference. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, to get a chance to get over there, um, fingers crossed. And I'd love to see that in the, in the foyer. And uh, w- would you auction that there at the conference or would you do the same thing you're doing now?
1: Well, what we could do is do it live at the uh, live at the conference and with a lightning auction. You know that would be neat, just like Christie does, where they have like people on the phone with like bidders. You don't need that because people can bid from anywhere in the world with lightning. But you know you could have a live, a live, a hybrid live uh, online auction. Um, but definitely that would probably be a fun game to play. So I, I like where you're going with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be very cool.
0: Um, so there's also a, a few people that have commented on it. Uh, one, of course, uh, Adam Back, and uh, he—I uh, saw his tweet under the an article, and um, I think that made you pretty. Happy that he's uh, and so you put it the. It, um, you, you photoshopped it behind Michael Cera, of his boat.
1: Absolutely. So, the you kind of lost. I kind of lost you there a little, but I think I got what you were what you were going with. So, yeah, yeah, the Adam Back thing was super crazy because I mean he's referenced in the original Bitcoin white paper, so he's like pretty cypherpunk So, if anybody's gonna make a comment on a Cypherpunk chronometer, you gotta have credentials. So, homeboy's like pretty credentialed, I think, as far as being able to make a, a valid comment, so I have to beat and tear <laughs> me apart, you know, if so no, that one was uh, definitely meaningful to me. I think every comment is meaningful. Anybody that takes the time to say, hey, this is beautiful, like, I read all that, it all, like, fills my heart with joy. It's like, I don't know, I guess, like, they say it's something weird about social media with the dopamine hits that you want, but, like, there is something that I gain through, like, the community interaction, like, Hey, I spent a lot of time on this. I was trying to like bring beauty into the world and it resonates with somebody enough that they took the time to like respond back to me. So yes, Adam back does, is super meaningful, but like they all are. And 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 the Michael Saylor thing was a lot of fun, man. I like, I was, I've been watching him with his boat there the whole time thinking, you know, the boat looks cool, but that real, that library, I think it would look better with the, uh, this Bitcoin phone node. So then it was another one of those like thought to reality things. And honestly, I can't take credit for that. That was somebody's comment. So just as we were talking circles within circles, so somebody commented and say, hey, that would look good there. And it was something I had thought myself, but when I actually saw it written out, it was like, yeah, somebody should Photoshop it in there. And, you know, sometimes if you see a job like uh, I used to go to these things called Rainbow Gatherings back in the day where it was like very like decentralized community and they would always say if you see a job well no one's the boss so that's your job now so I guess I had the job of doing the photoshopping and yeah I was actually pretty pleased like you know by the time I was done it it like actually looked like it's at home there more than his boat so I don't know we'll see (laughs) (laughs) just fun you know Yeah, but it does look ace. Uh, I hope he sees
0: it um, at some stage. Hope he listens to it because it'd be brilliant to have him bidding for
1: it, right? Uh, that that'd be pretty fun. Not only would it be cool to have that, that would be definitely super trippy. But I would say, like, the really neat thing would be to see him doing these like orange pill talks that he does, where he's like explaining how good Bitcoin is with his like Bitcoin chronometer behind him, like, yeah, this is how we're directing our ship. <laughs>
0: Hell, I mean, I I should probably move on to um, more, like, more Bitcoin-y questions. Um, (laughs) Sure. Like, uh, you you kind of gave us the rabbit hole story a little bit, I suppose, uh, at at the beginning. Um, But when you were, uh, sometimes, you know, these things can go deeper. Like, uh, when you were growing up, there might have been some kind of uh, situation uh, happening as a kid that you could draw like a direct line to the, the entrance of the rabbit hole something um does anything spring, spring to mind that um that you could think of
1: i mean yeah in, in a sense like i was uh like deeply involved with the very early 90s rave system like rave culture or whatever that was that was springing out and it was interesting because that had never happened before you know like they didn't ever have like These communities that would form ad hoc, dissolve, you know, like they would just like, they're amorphous, like beings that come and form in different places. And you see the same people all over the place. Like that kind of cultural shift that I had at that time of my life um, was very powerful in the sense that it showed you that everything that you learned so far is fucking wrong. So that is direct line of sight to the monetary problem. I never understood the monetary issues until I saw the zeitgeist movie, I think in like 2008 or something where they explained fractional reserve banking and how money was created like that really scared me because when I saw that, it seemed like there was absolutely no way out. You know, it was like, wow, like all our systems are broken. Healthcare is broken. Education's broken. Medicine's broken. Money's broken. Like, what you know and then right at that same time we had the financial collapse so it was like that was very like iffy time i think so uh you know i think coming out of that and then like finding bitcoin was like like damn man like there's actually a solution here because the zeitgeist had some kind of solutiony thing like that was like all right whatever cool but i don't know it just didn't resonate to me like like Bitcoin, like seem like, hey, this is something that's actually gonna save a lot of stuff. Bitcoin fixes this on many levels. So, um, direct line of sight would probably go ninety two, two thousand eight, you know, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen to where we are now.
0: And if you had
1: one orange pill left to give, <laughs> who would you give it to, and why? Probably my parents, you know like and the cool thing is my dad's actually like a programmer so he he uh purchased a bitcoin like a long time ago and he held it and and, like i think he's kind of like there now um and the other fun thing is like i've talked to my family like i lightly shill i shill lightly i do like like i kind of feel like it's a powerful like revolution that everybody should get in but at the same time i you know like people don't want to hear your opinions too much so (laughs) like I haven't really gotten a lot of leeway in that sense, but like when Bitcoin Magazine published my article, I sent it to my parents and they immediately sent it to all our extended family. And I think I fucking orange-pilled the whole bunch right now. So it's like, you know, the emails that I've been getting the last few days from everybody <laughs> have been great.
0: That's excellent, man. Brilliant work, well done. Well, before we uh, before we wrap this up, uh, what's um is there any other rabbit holes you want to go down or any other avenues or shout outs that you you want to cover off
1: oh god there's so many shout outs i'm so thankful to so many people i mean like basically where where we are today as far as all this art stuff is just a you you know like a pillar that's built on from everybody you know it's like all things together so shout out to the whole bitcoin community i love you thank you so much for you know helping us grow together um as far as any last things i definitely want to just suggest if you take uh take the time to uh, look at the article just it's a long article you know just make sure you have some time lay back enjoy it i had somebody say that they're going to read it over 21 days there's 21 layers in the sculpture so they said they want to read one layer each day to really uh, you know absorb them um, but you know there, there may be something in there that you'll learn there was certainly something that i learned um, if there's anything that you want to share uh, with me just please reach out to me uh, you know, on my Twitter, uh, I definitely want to hear any insights. I do have people that have found stuff in the in my art over the years that I didn't even know was there. Uh, one of the interesting things was that um, for the halvings, every halving, you know, the amount of Bitcoin reduces by 50%. So we have from 2009 to 2140, and then there's no more Bitcoin that will be mined. Um, so that's after the 33rd having the 34th is the first one with zero uh, Bitcoin per block and the source code actually references 64 halvings. So there's something secret going on there that Satoshi's got planned, I feel like, or something in there of relevance. Uh, one of my buddies said, oh, 33, you know, that's a very mystical number. I was like, oh, you think Satoshi's a 33rd degree Mason? He's, I don't know, man. He's like, there's all kinds of stuff with 33s. And I was finding other numbers, like, um, for example, the last Bitcoin uh, is mined. It takes like I would say it takes 30, 34 years to mine the last Bitcoin. So in 2106, um, we hit a point where it takes that 34 years to mine one Bitcoin. So in that that whole time period. So certain numbers keep popping up. There's a lot in Bitcoin. Keep looking, keep researching. You'll probably never hit the bottom of the rabbit hole. I haven't.
0: I don't think so, man. Yeah, you just talking about that's just blowing my mind into a different like uh, stratosphere i've never even um given that too much thought but uh wow yeah there, there is so much to this and that's why it's so intellectually stimulating and that's why random people like you and i can just dial up a zoom call and sit here and talk as if we've been buddies for for life absolutely it's, it's love mad. it. yes
1: well it's cheers to that completely
0: crazy <laughs> uh there, there was one last thing i was going to ask you it's just slipped my mind um sure. so you talk, yeah the bitcoin magazine article i will put that in ah i want to shill um 21ism because i know you're going to be their featured artist i think for the month of March, uh, yes. is that correct
1: yeah they're going to publish tomorrow so yeah that's coming out tomorrow i'm definitely really excited and thankful for that so um yeah really excited for all this going on um this is actually my second interview i've ever done that was my first interview so um this is pretty exciting for me right. i'm like actually total pleb level so like i don't you know this is great
0: that's awesome man so i thought that was for march but that's for this month that's for february
1: okay yes yeah we're trying to like coordinate um, it for the for the auction so we all kind of come out together and be strong should be good
0: yeah and that's why uh, we wanted to get this one in as well before the auction, just to try and get uh, this episode in as many people's ears and looking at this amazing piece of artwork and then heading over to uh, at scarce.city, I think on, on Twitter, is that correct? Go follow yep. those guys. Yep. Is that, yep. Absolutely. And throw your bids in if, if you're interested in in owning a piece of this incredible artwork that uh fractal encrypt is, is putting together. And another, only, only. I, I, have you got a hard cap at ten? Is this uh, <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. the thing? Hard cap, hard yeah? cap.
1: Yep, hard cap supply for sure. And each one is different, you know. So e- even though there's ten, each one is going to be its own unique, uh, its own unique uh, device.
0: Man, thank you. It's much just like the Bitcoin software,
1: you know. The Bitcoin software right. kind of, you know, they iterate. It. it has a new version out, new version out. So you know, this is just like the Bitcoin software. We're trying to grow just like that. And I also Mate, really appreciate is, uh, you doing this at the last hour. So yeah, we're really pushing this to get it out for the auction, and um, I, I'm excited and, and very thankful for for you for doing this. So I, I did want to give a shout out to you and and, and big uh, appreciation for that.
0: No problem, my friend. Well, I hope <laughs> to to meet you one day in person. Uh, hopefully, we can get over to Miami and uh, and hang Let's out, and have a have a drink, and see this thing or the next one see number five in the in the flesh That'd Absolutely. Be amazing so yes let's do it thanks for coming on My all pleasure. the very best with this auction uh fingers crossed i hope this goes well everybody um reach out follow at fractal encrypt and uh, and watch this thing play out. all right thanks so much again for having me Hey guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to that. And depending on the time of recording, uh, excuse me, the time of you listening to this recording, this particular auction might be over. If you're listening on Saturday, the 6th of February, which is today as I'm dropping it, uh, the auction is still going. And uh, at current timing, there's around uh, 20 hours left of bidding. So you might be able to get in there. For those of you that are coming to this episode a little bit late, go and check it out and see how much it, uh, it went for. And follow Fractal Encrypt if you think this is something you're interested in for the future because, as you've just heard, there are another six pieces that will go live for auction. There is a hard cap on ten of these. Each one is unique and completely different. Now, you can go check this out on scarce.city. If you follow them on Twitter, that's all spelled out at scarce d-o-t dot city, city go find them they are updating by the minute almost what's going on and uh, keeping you up to date with the, uh, the auction and how it's unfolding so if you missed this one make sure you follow these guys and fractal Encrypt for the next one and like you said in this uh, number five is going to be showcased at the Bitcoin conference in Miami which would be an amazing place for everybody to meet and actually get yeah, look at this in its physical form. And don't forget to tag out Michael Saylor uh, because he might be interested in one of these for his yachts. And go check out that Photoshop. It does look amazing. Good luck brother. Uh, a brilliant piece of artwork. Unbelievable. I love what you're doing. Uh, and thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget go check out coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten in, in the UK or SwanBitcoin.com forward slash bitten. In the US. Catch you on the next show.